You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sakata and we are here absolutely getting it done. That's right, we are getting it done. Makes me want to dance. Uh, not really, but Fantasy Football Rewind. We are here every Monday through Thursday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As we get you ready and prepared for fantasy football, we got waiver wire talk coming up, right? So we got the guys, not on the field, Corey Parson, Greg Sussman, talking about uh, waiver wires in the first hour. You missed it. You just got here. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and make sure you are able to get it done. So make sure you can go over there and get it done because, hey, you want to hear the first hour. We got guys that we want to cut. We got guys that we want to fix up. We want guys we want to uh, partake in. You got to have that ability to take it all in and make sound reasonable decisions. Now, the biggest thing for me when I look at that is what are we going to do with the whole waiver wire of Adrian Peterson. That's right. Adrian Peterson is now a guy that we're going to look at and say, do I put in a waiver wire bid? Now that he's in Arizona. They cut Chris Johnson. They went with Adrian Peterson. What do I do here, Tony? Do I make the move? Do I go elsewhere? It's a tough call. I think it's a very tough call when you go that route. I think that it's hard to go and find running backs. And if you're playing a deeper league, I don't know what you could be possibly waiting for. Because it just doesn't happen like that. It just doesn't happen that quick that you could go ahead and make a move. So I think you have to bid on Adrian Peterson. Well, stay tuned. We'll come back. We'll get some more of the Fantasy Funhouse. Stay tuned for Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors, so you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. 
Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock daily fantasy sports. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning. And, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package featuring weekly lineup ranks chats with our experts every single day and player cards for every player in the NFL including reports from InsideInjuries.com you cannot beat it don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts exclusive edge in-season package I owed the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now, and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now, and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the rules can stop the pain and get you the best deal. We connect you with a team of former IRS agents and tax professionals who will get the IRS off your back. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Call Tax Solutions now. Time is running out. Call 800 Join the family at Model Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Models and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Models cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Models gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Moe's. Welcome back to the country version of Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada. We're talking about can you drop these players? It's Greg Suss with the Fantasy Executive Corey Parson and Nando DeFino. Sort of respectability. 3-13. and 13. I think he's gone. I cannot see them bringing him back on 3-13. and 13. I really can't. <laughs> Corey, rank these uh, four quarterbacks for four me. And 12, then. Trubisky, Hogan, Bortles, Cutler. <sighs> I know it's – look, people might Come be faced on, with this decision. Dude. Hogan, Trubisky, Bortles Cutler. Great. Uh, I'll go backwards. Uh, Cutler's last on that list. Yeah. For me, for sure. Man, that's crazy. I'm going to put Bortles second to last on that list. I'll go Hogan second and then Trubisky first. All right. I think we're good here. Yeah. You guys feel good about this? Any thoughts? I feel strong. Add? I feel strong. But still, hit, Jacoby Brissett, if he's out there. We hit up all these. You, you, you go back to YouTube Live and see if anybody said hello to me. Uh, we got a bunch of hellos here. No, we got a a lot of Jeremy Macklin stuff here. Um, somebody hasn't won a fantasy football championship in like 20 years. Oh, we got a few minutes. Let's, let's hit up Jeremy Macklin real quick because he was, I thought he was, Joe Pizapia to me made the best uh, points about Jeremy Macklin. That that dude is going to a team that's adding 200 passes. Yeah. 
that to an offense mm-hmm. going from Kansas City to Baltimore that's yep. adding 200 passes. And yep. he's not getting well. He was hurt. He got hurt a couple weeks ago. Very quietly, Jerry Macklin got hurt. And I know that I don't mind him. I don't, I don't mind him. I don't mind Macklin as a wide receiver four, three, four option. I don't mind him. I don't uh, like. I don't like starting him. I don't. He does nothing for me. But this week, when I go to set my lineups and I see all my Doug Baldwin, Des Bryant's on a bye. I look at my bench and see Jeremy Macklin. I'm like, Phew. all right. I don't know about that, man. I think Jeremy Macklin is, as Jake likes to say, is the Greg Jennings. <laughs> Seriously. You can use a Greg. This, is a, this, is the, this kind of bye weeks is a perfect week for a Greg Jennings. I think right? it's because he's hurt. He's I think hurt. Jeremy, Jeremy Macklin is constantly hurt. Go back like a couple weeks in his notes section on the, on the player page. And Jeremy Macklin got dinged. Well, he got dinged what it was. back-to-back weeks. Yeah. He got the game back-to-back weeks. Yeah. So I think he's he's... There's something going on there. Plus, Joe Flacco's not 100% right yet. Mm, well, I don't, don't say yet. He's just 100% right. Well, I mean, it's going to take a little. What's heroic what he's doing? <laughs> heroic. Uh, anything else popping in there that we want to? Yeah, yeah, we got, we got other stuff. I mean, shout out to uh, Jim Ross. Is John, Jim Ross in here. I haven't, right. I haven't seen Jimmy. Um, let's see. A lot about Amari Cooper. Um, I think we covered that exhaustively. I, I'd say so as well. Some term more Davis Bryant stuff we were talking about. We took care of that. Let me ask you, Nando. You hey, get... shout out to Cam from Roto Grinders. Sure. Uh, Cal, Cal, sorry. Cal, Cal Spears Cal from Roto Grinders. Cal yeah. down the million, the million maker. Congratulations, Cal. I talk to Corey about this every day. I don't talk to you about it. Do you, do you believe in Devin Funches? I do. Okay. Uh, I think that's an offense that's kind of built around a big pass catch. Now, they got, you know, they got Kelvin Benjamin taking a lot of attention away, and Devin Funches doing his thing. He's getting it done since with, with Olsen out, he's getting it done. I I I'm I, I whiffed on that. Bunches of Funches. I don't That's have a I nickname want. for him. No, you can you can use that one. <laughs> All right, one more, Greggy. All right. Um The guy said one more, but they don't mean one more. That was the fantasy funhouse right there with our guys, Nando DeFino, Corey Parson, and of course, the guy. The guy. I'm Jenny, and I quit. Your, your favorite man, the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. A man beyond repair. Now, one of the guys that I absolutely love is Gary Thorne, the rotation. And he's got buys, sells, and projections with Gary Thorne. So you guys got to look at him, and that's how it gets it done. You know, I think Howard Bender's coming on, too. Howard Bender's a guy that they kill. They don't like Howard Bender in the YouTube chat, or uh, it's not the chat exactly. And uh, they knock it around and how they go around and put that all together. Yeah, with Howard Bender and Gary and Thorne as they go at it. And they put together winning lineups, buys, sells, and projections. Let's see what Howard, Bender, Gary and Thorne have to say right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You'll listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. Hey, welcome to this Tuesday edition of The Rotation. I'm Gary and Thorne. Apologies for not giving you guys some waiver wire coverage yesterday. It was Canadian Thanksgiving here in the great city of Toronto. So to make up for that, we bring in one of my favorite guys to talk some fantasy sports with that being from Sirius XM and Fantasy Alarm, Mr. Howard Bender. Howard, how's it going, man? Doing real well, Gary, doing real well. Did not celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving yesterday, 
But my, you know, my, my compliments to everybody over there who did. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I'm thankful for your compliments uh, in the spirit of the season. And I'm thankful we've got some very interesting week five NFL action to break down, uh, starting with last night. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff to analyze from Sunday, but Jarek McKinnon comes out last night. And really, if, if you tuned into that game late, let's say you were watching some playoff baseball, decided to give a flick over to Monday Night Football in the fourth quarter because that game was close, and you watched just the fourth quarter, you would assume that Latavius Murray got like hurt or something. It was all Jarek McKinnon when it mattered most for the Minnesota Vikings. And at the end of the game, not only does he finish with 16 carries, 95 yards rushing, and a touchdown, six catches and 51 yards receiving on top of that, but he outsnaps Latavius Murray 47 to 22. Now McKinnon is 30% owned on Yahoo right now. So there is a chance in maybe a shallower 10-man league or, you know, if people in your league were just asleep last week when Dalvin Cook goes down, that maybe you can pick up Jarek McKinnon at this point. But how are you going about assessing his value heading into week six? Is this a role we can continue to expect him to have? Is he just going to dwarf Latavius Murray? Or maybe does this even out a little bit and it might be time to sell high on a guy like Jarek McKinnon? You'd like to think that it would even out. But, like, here's the thing, you know, Somebody in Minnesota decided, hey, what a great idea to sign Latavius Murray. So they sign him uh, despite the offseason ankle surgery that he underwent. Now, he claims that he's not at 100% here because of that ankle. Maybe that has something to do with the performance last night. But let's face facts. His coaches didn't like him in Oakland. Nobody likes his upright running style. There are so many different uh, people in the NFL who talk against Latavius Murray that you kind of have to feel like, you know, coming back for this first game here, McKinnon, he's a lot more experienced with the Minnesota playbook. Um, they do want to go a little bit more pass-heavy, not having Dalvin Cook as their power runner there. Sam Bradford having Jarek McKinnon kind of takes the pressure off of him. Well, you'd, you'd think that it would have taken the pressure off of him. But that offensive line looked like garbage yesterday, yeah. absolute garbage. And, you know, so, I mean, it was a combination of a lot of things there, but I think that they were – just a lot more comfortable with uh, with Jarek McKinnon, uh, his style of play, catching passes out of the flat, that I think that this is something that they're going to probably keep going with until they see something big from Latavius Murray. Now, whether that takes, you know, a carry to take it for, you know, uh, more than 10 yards, maybe that's what they're looking for here. Maybe it's just the uh, the lack of play from the offensive line yesterday, but Unless Latavius Murray proves himself capable, I don't see why they wouldn't just continue utilizing McKinnon in the style of offense that they run. Yeah, even when people were arguing for Latavius Murray for week five, it wasn't a case of, oh, look how skilled Latavius Murray is. It was the only argument essentially was, I don't know, he seems like he's going to get 20 touches, so you probably have to put him out there as an RB2. That's not exactly you know, the best compliment of an NFL player. So uh, it doesn't seem like it's the highest hurdle to clear if you are Jarek McKinnon from a talent standpoint. Uh, in a similar situation, kind of a strange running back by committee that's not actually a running back by committee. Let's talk some Aaron Jones for a second. He's up over 50% on Yahoo himself, as most people realize that Ty Montgomery was probably not going to take part in uh, Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys for the Green Bay Packers. But the thing that came crystal clear in this contest, aside from the fact that Aaron Jones had a very good game, 19 carries, 125 yards, and a touchdown, was really in, in sort of an Andy Reid sense. It seems like the Packers are going to be a one running back team 
It just depends who the healthy running back is for that game. We saw Ty Montgomery be the unquestioned guy in that backfield, and now it seems like Aaron Jones, who played 88.3% of the snaps in that game, is also far and away and crystal clearly the handcuff running back to own in Green Bay. We don't know if Montgomery is going to play in week six. I mean, he was practicing for week five, so it seems like that is going to be something we're following all throughout this week. But Aaron Jones, I mean, how do you value being the clear handcuff in a system that could be very valuable for a handcuff at this point, Howard? Well, that's the thing. When you look at the Green Bay backfield right now, you look at how they utilized uh, Ty Montgomery early on. McCarthy loves M Montgomery. He really does. He likes, you know, setting up that offensive scheme so that it complements Montgomery's style. You know, it's a pass-heavy scheme there with Aaron Rodgers, and that just definitely works a little bit better for Montgomery. Passes out to the flat, checkdowns, uh, outside runs really is, is what it is. Jamal Williams was was basically what was supposed to happen was Jamal Williams was supposed to be the between-the-tackle guys. Uh, Aaron Jones was going to be the complimentary back here. Aaron Jones is the superior uh, run blocker, uh, pass blocker. He's a superior pass catcher. And there was no question that, you know, I mean, especially with a, a, a potential knee issue still kind of lingering there for Williams, that, that Jones got the carries, got the first team reps late in the week in practice, uh, and they let him go. Now, the problem is, is that once Montgomery comes back, Jones is going to end up going back to his complimentary role, which is a huge waste. A huge waste because we saw how he could take it between the tackles and while you know they'll still probably utilize him in some fashion or another to do that um, it's still gonna probably pivot right back to Montgomery the way you know McCarthy has everything set up here so when you look at, at a guy like Jones clear-cut handcuff a must own for any Montgomery owner and if you have Aaron Jones on your roster right now and you don't own Montgomery you kind of have to stash him away you have to keep them, and you have to hope that not that Montgomery's going to get hurt again, but that at some point uh, McCarthy realizes what he's really got in Aaron Jones versus what he's got in, in Montgomery. And if he really does want to start doing these tackle, you know, these uh, these runs up the middle, whether it's a delayed draw or just a straight handoff, that's what's really necessary here, and that's what's going to really help uh, open up play action for Aaron Rodgers downfield. So. I don't think he's going to be utilized as much as he should be utilized, but he's still, to me, a must-own there. Like when you see in, uh, in in Indianapolis that, you know, Marlon Mack is a must-own, you know, whether you own Frank Gore or not, because there's a changing of a guard there. Eventually, there will be a changing of the guard in Green Bay. Whether it happens this year, though, or not, that's the different story. Yeah, and often... I don't, uh, you know, uh, that is uh, crazy. I don't think it's a changing of a guard to share in roles. Uh, Ty Montgomery is actually a running back that would play the most plays of any other running back in the National Football League through the games he was healthy. So what you see is Aaron Jones coming in to compliment him. It's not a changing of a guard, and, and it's certainly not going to be. You should keep Aaron Jones on your roster to see how it plays out, uh, but no. It's not a change in the guard. It's a share in roles and responsibilities, which you see across the National Football League. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sagata, and we are getting you ready and prepared for pickups. Week 6 of Fantasy Football. Take a quick break. Back with more Fantasy Football Rewind.
Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true does your fantasy football team suck (laughs) did you draft david johnson with the first pick (laughs) i can help you out go to itunes subscribe to stand up fantasy i will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face make you happy maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes maybe you'll worry about things a lot less stand up fantasy at itunes subscribe now Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. In this league, a show about games hosted by men who act like kids. Whoa, hold up there, voice guy. Act like kids? That's not accurate. Really? You saying we're immature? Like how?
Dick Butkus. Phrasing. Boom. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Duly noted. Carry on. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh with the fantasy show for your twisted mind in this league. Wednesday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Scano. We're back with more here. Gary and Thorne, Howard Bender breaking down. Buy, sells, and protections is the rotation, which you can watch on Fantasy Sports Television Network or subscribe on YouTube to all the FNTSY Sports Network shows and get them delivered to your PC. It's an injury-dependent situation, but we did think in Tennessee that maybe there was someone who was just going to usurp DeMarco Murray's role on this team. And after week two, the numbers Derrick Henry put up in week two, 92 rushing yards and a touchdown in that game against the Jaguars, you know, we were all starting to feel it a little bit. Maybe Derrick Henry, this absurdity, Speaking of just a handcuff being drafted in like the fourth or fifth round in your standard formats, maybe there was a little bit, a little tiny nugget of sanity in people doing that, but that is really tapered off the last couple weeks and culminates week five in Derrick Henry getting just four carries against the Miami Dolphins and really being stifled every time he touched the field. Murray had 14 carries in that contest, four targets as well, and that on top of everything else, especially in PPR half-point PPR formats, I mean, not only has Derrick Henry been losing some ground on Murray in the standard rushing game, he has never been an element of this passing game. In fact, of the 73 running backs this season to play at least 25% of their team's snaps, only Zach Zenner and Mike Gillisley have been targeted less <laughs> as running backs. This is not a class of guy you want to be associated with when it comes to Derrick Henry right now. Like, I know he was thought of and still might be thought of as one of the elite handcuffs in the NFL, Howard, but do you still have him on sort of that, like, Marlon Mack, uh, you know, Aaron Jones tier of handcuff? Is he still higher? Is he lower than them? Like, how's this sort of shaking out out of the last three weeks? Well, I mean, here's, here's the classic problem for fantasy owners right now, okay? They jumped the gun so easily here. You know, it's like a hamstring injury for DeMarco Murray. Oh, well, we looked at the usage rates of, of, uh, of Derrick Henry last year, and in the second half of last year, uh, you know, he was, you know, he saw the increase in snaps. He outproduced DeMarco Murray. Listen, DeMarco Murray wavered, you know, you know, withered down the end of the uh, the end of the year last year. He tired out. He didn't have that Dallas offensive line sitting in front of him anymore. So, you know, but I think fantasy owners were just like, oh, my God, we got to get Derrick Henry. We've got to get Derrick Henry. And, and it was a mistake. It was a huge mistake. DeMarco Murray's hamstring injury limited him during uh, training camp. It limited him a little bit to start the season. The Jaguars' run defense is, is hot garbage still, even you know, even with that, that game against Pittsburgh this past Sunday. And that's why Derrick Henry was able to, to get those carries and he was able to rack up that kind of yardage here. But that didn't mean that DeMarco Murray was out of a job. Like I just, it, it boggles my mind that people are so quick to dismiss a running back uh, who's got the starting job just because of, uh, you know, a, a minor injury or one good game from, from a backup here. And I think that's really what's going on with Derrick Henry. He's a handcuff. 
He's going to be a handcuff. If DeMarco Murray slows down towards the tail end of the season, yes, they'll go to Derrick Henry more. They like that whole thunder and thunder kind of uh, setup, which Mike Malarkey kind of uh, aptly named last year. But to me, Derrick Henry's not a guy who's going to totally usurp uh, DeMarco Murray at all. I mean, and, and I think that it's utterly ridiculous for fantasy owners to just sit there and assume that because it's a huge mistake and it's getting people to start Derrick Henry into in, in their flex option. And look what that did for him. It did absolutely nothing for them. So I look at Derrick Henry and I say, you know what? I'd rather almost have Aaron Jones. I'd rather almost have Marlon Mack. You know, Frank Gore hasn't sniffed a carry inside the 10-yard line since the middle of last season. So Marlon Mack, he gets the, that work, and that's the guy you want to own because he's going to poach that kind of work. Dante Foreman in Houston, he's similar to that. Aaron Jones, he's going to start seeing, hopefully, uh, you know, just a little bit of an uptick as a complimentary back. But when you look at Derrick Henry, yes, great talent. If you're a DeMarco Murray owner, you, you have to own him just to make sure. And if you don't own DeMarco Murray and you've got Derrick Henry, he's a guy to have, but he's more of a guy to have to trade to the DeMarco Murray owner rather than a guy you can sit there and hold on to and be like, oh, he's going to get, you know, 15, 20 carries by the end of the season. One other sort of ridiculous narrative we had coming into the season, I mean, it seems ridiculous now, I guess. I'm not sure which side of the fence you were on, but I can kind of guess which one you were on. It was ridiculous. Uh, considering what you just said, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the Doug Martin thing, the Tampa Bay running back situation where it was, hey, if you draft Jaquiz Rogers and you can ride him for the first couple weeks of the season, maybe he'll be good enough. Maybe Doug Martin was bad enough last season where Jaquiz Rogers can win this role before Doug Martin even has a chance to get back on the field. And that narrative fell apart pretty quickly in week five. Uh, the Thursday night game saw Doug Martin finish the entire week as running back 11. He had 74 yards and a touchdown in that contest against the Patriots. And I know it's a very sort of buzzword when we talk about someone who's making their debut in week five, but he looked fresh, man. Those legs look fresh. He looked good. He looked fast. He looked quick. Uh, and Doug Martin looked like the guy who has been a two-time pro bowler in his career. So the question has to be asked, first and foremost, how do you value Doug Martin going forward? Is he back to sort of a bell cow role in that Buccaneer backfield? And how do you kind of look at his schedule the next couple weeks? Because he does have Arizona and Buffalo coming up, and they are pretty stingy to running backs. So is this a situation where maybe if Doug Martin struggles over the next couple weeks, there's a possible buy low window coming up for Mr. Martin? I mean, listen, you, you, if you want to buy low on him, if he has two slow games uh, to follow up, then, yeah, I would definitely buy low. Again, it's fantasy owners jumping the gun. Some some fantasy writer on some website writes that Jaquiz Rogers can potentially carve out a larger role for himself with a strong start to the season. But nowhere, nowhere did the Bucks ever say that he was going to be able to supplant Doug Martin. Martin was suspended. Martin was planning on coming back. They were happy to get Mark, uh, you know, Martin back. Dirk Cutter actually said, he was like, I can't wait to get Doug Martin back and get those fresh legs into my offense. Jaquiz Rogers is nothing more than a complimentary back. He's a good pass catcher. He's an av a slightly above average pass blocker. And you're going to see that. But Quiz is going to end up sharing that role with Charles Sims more, while Doug Martin is the guy who's going to get the majority of the touches in that offense. I mean, yeah, you said it. Fresh legs look great. Great burst of speed through the line. Made his cuts. Looked patient and look, found his holes. Found his running lane. So, yeah, again, I think that, you know, people just sat there. You know, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm a writer. 
and I write things that, you know, when I speculate, and I say that I'm speculating, could be, might see, might happen. But you can't take that as gospel. You can't sit there and say, oh, well, Howard Bender wrote that Jaquiz Rogers might carve out a larger role for himself. Therefore, he's going to supplant Doug Martin with like a good game or two. That's just not the way it works. It's not the way it works in the NFL. And if you don't study the teams, you don't look at the way the coaches uh, view their players and how they, you know, talk about their players, then you're making a huge mistake. Chomping onto like one teeny, teeny little speculative mo comment is a huge mistake, and look what it's doing. It's it's overvaluing Derrick Henry. It's overvaluing Jaquiz Rogers. It's undervaluing DeMarco Murray and Doug Martin. And yeah, I'll take Murray and Martin any day. If somebody wants to trade him to me for 50 cents on the dollar, 70 cents on the dollar, I'm more than happy to do it. I will take that action any day of the week. It is interesting. We're kind of in this era of fantasy. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm sitting here for a 24-hour fantasy sports network. I understand that we're part of this problem here, but people want to be proactive and not reactive. I understand that, but got to be a little reactive. You got to see what these teams are actually doing and a situation that is a little bit more up in the air because we don't have this, you know, all-knowing incumbent running back to really stick a feather in their cap is the New York Giants situation. But, you know, it becomes another question of do you even care? who this lead running back is for the New York. Here, this question, we're going to, before we get to Howard Bender, Gary and Thorne, this is Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicotti. You get us every Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 1, to 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. I'm on Fantasy Sports News Desk from 11 to 1, Fantasy Football Rewind 1 to 3. And here's the thing. The Giants offensive line is terrible. It, nobody they put back there runs. We saw Orleans Dockware have a good game last year. We saw him have a big run in the last game here. So we know what we're getting. We've been there before. Don't be fooled. And Shane Vereen, I think he's going to catch more passes. I think uh, they haven't there, and it's not going to be a big jump. And I would just stay away. Stay away from the Giants running game. I think it's the only way to go. It is the way to go. So stay tuned for more. We'll come back. We'll get more advice from the guys right here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. 
Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's me, Joe Pizzapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series, and right now you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook for your Kindle or for paperback, and it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seely, I got Sammy Reed, I got Gary Davenport. I got championships, and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the tenth straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. It's fantasy football season right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So make sure you tune into the all-new Fantasy Football Frenzy with myself, Jake Seeley, and Wall Street Matt Medica. If we were a hip-hop group, we'd be like Migos because we're popping right now. Tune in every weekday morning at 9 a.m. East. Rankings, projections, ADP talk, and we take your phone calls. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy, 9 a.m. East, every weekday morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get that every other time, man. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Scott. We're here to one on the three a.m. Eastern, and I absolutely love it. And you're crazy, and we're all crazy because we love our fantasy football. And here are the guys on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. These guys are the rotation: Gary and Thorne and Howard Bender. Giants, because not really part of their running back conundrum right now, but. They've got very few skill players left on this team. We don't know what this offense is going to look like in general moving forward, but we did actually see some success from the running back position in week five against the Chargers. We had, you know, Wayne Gallman go out there, 11 carries, 57 yards, also had five catches in that contest. But Orleans Darqua might have looked like the better of the two running backs. He got the start in sort of a very straight rotation in that backfield. Eight carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown but left the game with a calf injury that could nag him into week six. You know, Paul Perkins could come back for week six. As I mentioned, there are no receivers left on this team. Like, it, it's, it's hard to envision what the Giants are going to look like in week six. And on top of all that, their next two games are in Denver and then facing Seattle back in New York. Not exactly the best situations to put your running backs in. So, I mean, can you sell high on either of these guys right now? Is it even something worth trying to do? Is, is there any value here, Howard? 
I mean, I would try and, you know, if you can sell high on Wayne Gallman, then somebody's going to bite on that. Listen, Gallman should be the guy getting the carries here. He should be. Orleans Darkwa, he's, he's average at best. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to with him. Um, you know, the Giants are going nowhere. They're 0-5 right now. All their receivers are hurt. Uh, Marshall and Beckham, both season-ending surgery right now. Sterling Shepard, day-to-day with the ankle. Uh, Roger Lewis is their number one guy right now. They picked up two guys off the practice squad, um, and they're going to throw a lot to, to Evan Engram over there. So as far as the backfield goes, no, listen, everybody's going to sit there and stack the box and, and really force Eli into beating them through the air. Just, you know, and they don't even have to stack the box that much. Like, that's the thing, you know. I mean, Gallman is, is, is definitely a, a work in progress, but he's the future of this backfield, I think. Uh, you know, in, in the role that, that they should have him in. Personally, uh, listen, Ben McAdoo is, is a garbage coach. He's, he's just an absolute nightmare. He doesn't know what he's doing. His play calling sucks, and, and he's just he's a disaster. So I think the directive needs to come up from above, and they need to turn to McAdoo and either say, listen, you run Gallman. He is our future. We have to see what we have in him. Obviously, at 0-5, we're headed towards a top draft pick. We're going to want to take a quarterback in order to ensure that we have a backup for Eli Manning when he's eventually done, which is probably sooner than later. But then to come around and look in the second and the third round, we're going to want some running back action there if Gallman isn't the guy. And and I think that that's really what the Giants kind of need to do right now, whether they actually do it. Uh, is going to be a different story. The problem is, is New York is a horrible, horrible animal for a rebuilding process, and you barely see it. Like, you see it with the Yankees right now, uh, with their baby bombers, and that's a great thing, and that's Brian Cashman building up that farm system. But look at the Jets. The Jets should be losing game after game after game right now. They've got garbage on their roster, and they should be going for, you know, the 0-16 and try and get a franchise quarterback. But New York won't let them do that. The media is not going to let them do that, and they're just going to be berated over and over again, and it's going to be a huge amount of pressure uh, coming from the New York media for the teams to actually perform. So... You know, I, I think that, that New Yorkers and fans need to be a little bit more patient, accept the fact that the Giants suck, accept the fact that your coach sucks, accept the fact that Eli is almost finished, and let's look at these youngsters and really see what we've got here because we need to know before the draft. Well, let's look at a more positive situation out in Houston. Uh, it's really been <laughs> an explosive offense out of nowhere, Howard, and it's been young guys. It's been young guys coming in and doing work for the Texans, all hinged around Deshaun Watson, obviously, who has 10 touchdowns to his name the last two weeks, nine of those through the air, and four of those to Mr. Will Fuller, who, you know, in this age of quick turnover and over-analysis, I, I mean, people might even forget that Will Fuller was a first-round draft pick last season uh, because he was bitten by the injury bug to start his campaign in 2017. Obviously, the volume right now in terms of the touchdown production is ridiculous. He's got four touchdowns on six catches through two weeks. He's got more points in a standard season scoring setting for the year than Julio Jones, Sammy Watkins, and Deshaun Jackson on six catches, Howard. Like, it's, it's insane, and we know it's insane, and we know it can't keep going at this rate, but, I mean, you have to expect at some point he'll just be utilized more in this offense. Do you feel like he's going to see enough of an uptick in the volume to sort of undercut 
the loss we're going to see in touchdown expectancy. Like, is Will Fuller someone who could be considered a fringy back-end wide receiver two, top-tier wide receiver three going forward? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Listen, I will say this wholeheartedly so the entire world knows it. I was wrong about Will Fuller. I was. Last year, between the injuries and the excessive drops, I kind of pegged him more as like a, like a Sammy Coates type guy whose you know, hands are made out of buttered stones. So when you look at Will Fuller now and you see that he's actually catching the ball, that he's got this connection with Deshaun Watson, yeah, definitely a must own. I love what they've got going on in Houston. What I love most about Deshaun Watson is the no-quit attitude. The game was well in hand for the Chiefs uh, on, uh, on Sunday night. Well in hand. And yet Deshaun Watson insisted on just gutting it out, putting up as many points as they could, getting that action going. I mean, he probably screwed a ton of fantasy owners with the garbage time touchdowns to Fuller and to, and to DeAndre Hopkins, but you have to love what, they've, what they're putting together. Deshaun Watson isn't this good. I'm going to say this flat out. Yeah. Uh, he's a good quarterback. He's a good work in progress. He is not going to be the guy who everybody thinks that he is right now and he everybody is sitting here trading for him i got into it with jim bowden uh my co-host on sirius xm just being like jim pump the brakes a little bit yes he's got uh you know the third most fantasy points of any quarterback right now and you know there's brady and there's rogers but it's not watson next it's not and when he goes up against tougher pass defenses and listen kansas city's a decent pass defense but they're a lot different without eric berry floating around in that safety area so to sit there and say that deshaun watson is this phenomenal gotta have him type guy i gotta pump the brakes a little bit there it's great for dfs not going to deny that if he's got the good solid matchup there or if you think that there's going to be a, a situation where there's going to be a lot of garbage time then yes now the loss of jj watt and whitney merciless is going to be a big factor for houston's defense right now which could actually put houston playing from behind a lot more than than we expected at the start of the season and because of that watson will probably air it out a whole lot more which means that his numbers are going to be, uh, you know what, like like Blake Bortles fooled everybody with his numbers a couple of years ago because it was all garbage time. I'm not saying it's going to be all garbage time for Deshaun Watson, but I think that he's going to have overinflated numbers right now because they're going to be playing from behind so often. And, you know, because they just, they, who, who likes Lamar Miller? Nobody <laughs> likes Lamar Miller. Nobody's going to give Lamar Miller, you know, 20 touches a game consistently. So... I think that Watson is a, is a good solid own for right now. I would just kind of temper the enthusiasm and, you know, look for him in, you know, in your keeper leagues. That's yeah. about it. And obviously him being decent even in garbage time will be a benefit to all his wide receiving options. Uh, Devontae Parker kind of in an interesting situation this week in his own right. Uh, coming off a poor game. I mean, he didn't play most of it. So when I say he had one catch for six yards, you kind of take that with a grain of salt. It's the ankle injury that is probably more important going forward with Devontae Parker. He was seen leaving the stadium on crutches. However, we've got early speculation that there's a good chance he'll be able to play week six for the Dolphins. But again, we kind of have to ask this question. Does it matter? I mean, does it matter if Devontae Parker is playing in this offense right now when this offense just looks so putrid for Miami? If, if there was one narrative, I mean, people obviously feel strongly about Jay Cutler. 
regardless of what side of the fence you're on. And I feel like most people are on a particular side of the fence with Jay <laughs> Cutler. But even those people in the preseason, the one positive thing they would say about Jay Cutler's fantasy value or his fantasy bubble was that he will help Devontae Parker. He makes Devontae Parker a better fantasy option. And we saw that in Devontae Parker's ADP rising from essentially a seventh-round selection to a fourth-round selection by the time everything was said and done. Now, he's put up a couple of good games, a lot of it in garbage time to continue a, uh, a narrative thread that we've been talking about a lot on this show. But Cutler's got the fewest fantasy points of any quarterback per drop back this season. The Dolphins have scored two offensive touchdowns in their last three games against fantastic opponents. I mean, how can we really allow ourselves to get excited about a banged-up Devontae Parker going forward when he's associated with this terrible offense? Or is this a buy-low window, as crazy as that might sound? Yeah, I don't really know if it's a buy low window. Parker's coming off as a little bit of a wuss, don't you think? I mean, this is the second time he's left the game early, a little banged up. You know, I mean, listen, there's just there's has been an ongoing saga with Devontae Parker. Is he going to break out? Is he not going to break out? Um, listen, the best part about Jay Cutler is being able to hang out with him at the bar and go outside for a smoke. That's really that's the best part about Jay Cutler. Underrated quality. Uh, Oh, right, exactly, right? He's a guy you can be like, oh, you know what? Hey, man, can I bum a smoke? And he's got you covered there. That's that's really the best that you can get out of Jay Cutler. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely terrible right now. The only good thing, listen, the only reason Miami won this game was because they handed the ball to Jay Ajayi 20 times. That was it. That was what the that was what we saw last year with these guys. Uh, hand the ball to Jay Ajayi 20 times, give him the regular reps, boom, win the game. He dominates, you know, on, on the ground there. Um, they did it this time. They eked out a win here on a, on a late pass to Jarvis Landry. But, I mean, this offense is a disaster. Adam Gase, I don't know, maybe he just needs to let go of the, the, the play calling here uh, because he's just, he's not doing it. And, you know, unless they sit there and really establish the run and decide that they're going to give Jay Ajayi 20 carries a game, this offense isn't going anywhere because... You know, whether you think you're protecting Ajayi's knee by, by limiting his work, you're putting the ball in the hands of Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler sucks at football, and, and there's just no, you know, there's, there's no redeeming factor there. It kills the value of Jarvis Landry. It destroys the value of Devontae Parker. And, you know, really, remember when everybody was like, ooh, Julius Thomas, the last yeah. time he was with Adam Gase. Oh, baby, what's he done? <laughs> Nothing. Ugh. I couldn't take it anymore. He went, Pfft. I'm like, that's it. It's Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, that was the rotation with Gary and Thorne, Howard Bender. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. So stay tuned for the dramatic climax of none other than the show that everybody loves. Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. Hey, it's Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and I'm trying my best not to do an adequate promo. But anyway, I'm here to talk about the all-new Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's myself, Wall Street Matt Medica, who's already done like 47 drafts, each at $400 a pop. We got the accuracy expert, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, who's never wrong, and me, the Fantasy Executive. All I do is talk and win chips. So tune into the Fantasy Football Frenzy every weekday morning beginning at 9 a.m. East right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Tony Sincata from Fantasy First Look. You can join me every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I am joined by George Kurtz and, of course, Joe Galena, the Fantasy Jesus. If you guys want to watch the Monday Night Football game, turn the volume down and listen to us. If you can't make that commitment, subscribe on iTunes every single week. Get the best podcast in the business when it comes to fantasy football. That I'll guarantee. Fantasy First Look, 9 p.m. Eastern. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. Yo! This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Are you looking for the most complete college football coverage on Saturday morning? Then tune into College Football Today with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We break down every FBS conference, give you expert in-depth game analysis, and provide you with game predictions to get you set for kickoff. Your Saturday will be rocking as we talk with your favorite players from every school. Tune in every Saturday morning and start your tailgate off with us. We have you covered. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports News Desk. Actually, it's the Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada. You can chat the Fantasy Sports News Desk every Monday, Thursday, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. And then the Fantasy Football Rewind falls it up. And, of course, that is each and every Monday through Thursday from 11 p.m. To 1 a.m. Fantasy News Desk, 1 to 3 a.m. Fantasy Football Rewind. And then you can also get the Lineup Block Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. All are available on iTunes and Google Play. So you can get there, you can download the shows, and you can love them, right? You can put and play subscribe 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 so you never miss any information and you got everything that you need to be successful when it comes to fantasy sports so i want you covered so make sure you hit the subscribe button when you get ready and raring to go right here on the fantasy sports radio network and then of course each and every saturday night you get fantasy gold with myself and a matt modica matt modica uh, Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m., and we get you ready for the weekend. We get all the last-minute news, and we'll tell you how to go about how to attack it. And you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and get that to your phone. And if you need a break from fantasy, stand-up fantasy is on iTunes and Google Play Stitcher right now. i got to tell you, a big show out there. We told you how to get ready for funerals. Cha-cha. My man Cha-cha was back with me, so it was great to do. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata. We're out of here.